What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Mr. Luis, Buffalo, Boston. What's up? Manny. Yeah, Manny, the return of the beanie for on a there Monday where Bills are tied for first place. After one week. <laughs> After handling the Jets, might, might I add, fairly easy. Didn't, didn't really – we weren't even on our crisp crisp game. Still whooped the Jets. Wow. Um, covered the spread that people were doubting. We were given one of the largest spreads going into the the week, and they, they handled it, man. So, it just I just – I'm a very happy guy today. And uh, in a season where the Red Sox, you know, are underperforming. To say the least – yeah. Speaking of the Red Sox, first team, the first team to uh, 30 losses this weekend in MLB. And I keep hearing things from some Red Sox fans out there that this is exactly where you want to be. But I was wondering, because I, I really don't remember here. I'm asking seriously. And I'm hoping since you're a Red Sox fan, right? You're, you claim to be a Red Sox fan, correct? Yep. Um, based on the cheating scandal, did you lose, like, draft picks or anything? Like... Does it matter if you if you get the first pick next year because you're probably going to lose it? I'm not sure. I don't remember. I'm being honest. I, think, I really don't remember. No, honestly, I don't remember either. But I don't think we lost the first round pick. I think we lost if anything like a second round. If, if okay. that. All right. But well, of uh, course, of course, baseball is going to you know help you guys. Yeah, out. Yeah, honestly, I remember there being a thing where uh, teams lose more that did this thing, which is like legal, than teams that like the Red Sox and the Astros lost less or or whatever. Um, but real quick, this isn't where I want to be as a Red Sox fan. I think like in a shortened season where 16 teams make it into the playoffs, I would rather watch meaningful baseball for my team in this 2020 season than to be left out of it after like the second week of baseball. So I get it long term. It's, it's going to be cool to have some money to spend and some high draft picks next year. But I would have enjoyed along with football and the NBA playoffs to watch the Red Sox compete for an eighth seed at least, like at the very least, just get in there. Hmm. That's good to hear just, because I, I'm hearing, me I'm, I'm seeing Red Sox fans celebrating losses here and shit. I'm like, what the fuck is, what's wrong with this world? What's going on the, here? The miserable losers, like you always like to say, man, we can. You guys just love being underdogs. I, everybody loves an underdog story. I'll admit it. 2017 for me was one of the most enjoyable baseball seasons because I didn't expect the Yankees to make it to a game seven of an ALCS with a young team like that. It was very exciting. Um, but I, I also enjoyed the first half of the season when we were just wiping the floor with everybody. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, I, you know. It's nice. It's nice to know when you're going into the playoffs and you have a, a really high chance to get deep into the playoffs. I think that's always the what you want to be as a fan. All right, let's talk about something that has that your team will won't have to worry about the the MLB playoff picture. Which, by the way, CT, I don't I don't like to toot our own horn here, but we're on Bleacher Report, man. For the first time, we started this in 2018. The goal was to make a network, right? And recently we got some news regarding networks and stuff. I don't want to say anything yet because I don't want to jinx it. But there's, we got some good news regarding a network out there that may or may not be interested. Um, then I go on Bleacher Report and I see our post up there. And I'm just like, what's happening? What, like, 
Surreal, right? And thank God that they probably don't listen to our podcast because we shit on Bleacher Report from time <laughs> to time because they don't give a shit about baseball. Currently, MLB is the fifth link after NFL, NBA, college football, world football, then MLB. So one I don't of the- know. I never shit on Bleacher. I love Bleacher Report, man. I shit on Bleacher Report because it could... <laughs> it, it, you'll see, I mean, let's not get into that right now. We're grateful to be included in the list of links when you go on MLB right now, I think we're like the 10th link. We want to climb that rank. So subscribe to our channel, help us improve. That's, That's it. it, man. That's it. So MLB playoff picture. The reason why we're on Bleacher Report is because over the last month or so, we've been tracking the, the playoff picture. I, I realize that the playoffs are different this season and not many people understand how teams are being ranked. So I decided I'm going to start doing it for people so they could just go to our website, WTTSpod.com, and find this article we updated daily. We explain how the playoff picture works and what what it looks like if it ended today. And if it ended today, the White Sox are currently the the one seed. Um, And they would be facing off against the New York Yankees if the postseason ended today. And by the way, the Yankees are tied with the Indians for the seven seed. But since regions don't face off against each other, I had to go with run differential, and the Indians have a better run differential than the Yankees do currently. So the the Indians are the seven seed. They would face off against the two-seed Tampa Bay Rays. The three-seed is the Oakland A's, and they would face off against the Houston Astros, who are the only team in the American League with a sub-500 record in the postseason. Also, the A's lost Matt Chapman for the rest of the season due to hip surgery. So... They might be, I mean, thank God the Astros aren't that great this year, but they might be, the Astros might have gotten lucky to, if the season ended today, they might be lucky to face off the A's because they, they're missing their best player right now. And they've been kind of faltering a little bit lately. Um, I'm, I'm going to check the standings real quick. I want to say the Indians too are like on a six game losing streak. Yeah. Their offense is atrocious, man. Yeah. I mean, it would have helped to keep Clevenger on your team um Uh speaking of the white Sox being in the number one seed now do you think that the mvp race holds more weight now more than ever in terms of like where your team is ranked the mvp race yeah because right now right now the standout mvps in the american league are jose abreu Mm -hmm. one seed white Sox, nelson cruz four seed twins and uh, who would be the other one? I guess uh, I don't even know. Um, uh, I mean, as a Yankees fan, Luke Voigt has been a beast. I c- I'll consider Luke Voigt. I don't think he's the MVP, but I think he that fifteen and that five and fifteen skid that we went through. I think without Luke Voigt, we probably lose. You know, out of those twenty games, we probably lose like eighteen of them. Like so, he, he was, he was our only offense. Yeah, you're right. That whole thing. Do we even consider Mike Trout? anymore i mean he's he's performing pretty good this season yeah i I don't you know what it is is i feel like in in baseball people look at record and i feel like the angels being so bad i think they're the third worst team in the american league i'm not sure it might be the royals yeah that they're not going to even consider him because of that especially in a season like this he's he's tied for league leads and home runs uh 1.051 ops for the 2020 season uh, he's averaging a great exit velocity. I don't know, man. 
it's it's trout being trout again but i just think there's no excuse for the angels to be this bad mm-hmm. when i think you have a team like the mariners what are they like two games out of the a seed i have to i'd have to check the standings but just the fact that the mariners are in the conversation i don't think the angels should be this bad after getting rendon and getting otani i agree i know otani's not pitching but still it's, it's weird i i it, I don't want to just I don't want to consider Mike Trout in the MVP conversation for this season. Might have to be a Brayu or Cruz. Mm-hmm. I think and it's a Brayu right now. Even Voight, even Voight. I'll throw Voight into that mix for sure. I think it's a Brayu right now. And and Mike Trout, by the way, in the American League, uh, is second in in our stat net runs, um, considering all the runs he's responsible for. He's behind Jose Abreu. He's responsible for 62 runs to his team this season, whereas Jose Abreu is responsible for 68 of his team's runs this season. Nelson Cruz is currently tied for the lead in home runs, leads the league in slugging, leads the league in OPS, OPS plus. And I don't know if you care, but... Yeah, but I, you know what it is? I, I, I When we had our midseason predictions, I had told you that... that we recorded a week late. The week that we were supposed to record, Nelson Cruz was was my alternative MVP okay. in the American League. The reason why I can't, I don't feel comfortable with that, is because I feel like writers or whoever it is that votes for MVPs, I think it's the BBWA. I'm not sure. They're not going to give it to him because he's a DH. Has there ever been a DH MVP in baseball? I don't think there has been. I don't remember. World Series, I think maybe. I don't know. Maybe Ortiz in like a World Series or an ALCS yeah. or some shit, but I don't think a, a league MVP, I don't think it's ever gone to a DH. Not to my recollection. I can't remember. It's just that division, you know, it's so that division's tough. The the twins are not a bad team and they were the third they were third in that division, meaning that they would have been yeah. the seventh or eighth seed a, a week ago. And Jose, both Jose Abreu and Nelson Cruz have played a lot of games this year. Yep. Jose Abreu forty six, Nelson Cruz forty five. Between I, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind giving it to a guy like Nelson Cruz. I wouldn't mind either. I love Nelson Cruz. By but the way, net runs the he's responsible for forty nine of his team's runs, which is ranked twenty sixth. And Jose Abreu? Jose Abreu is number one in the AL, uh, hmm. third in all of baseball. Okay, so there you go. You got you're cooking something there with that stat. It's, mm, it's, I like that. I listen. I I comb through these. You have the most complicated fucking stats in the world out there with war and, you know, WOBA and X WOBA and shit like that, where I couldn't calculate it if you gave me the numbers. And I, I, for me, I, I always used I annoy the crap out of you guys when I always say runs equals wins. I think teams need to score runs. Obviously, the object is to score runs to win games. So I wanted to see, is there a stat out there that tells me how many runs a player is responsible for? And, of course, you have runs and you have RBIs, but RBIs are, are include home runs, which is kind of repetitive because that's also included in runs. You know what I mean? Like you got a double yeah. – there's like a double whammy there. Mm-hmm. So RBI minus home runs plus runs tells you how many runs a player is responsible for, the net runs that that single player helped his team uh, score, right? So – it's such a simple stat, and I don't, I don't find it anywhere. So I'm claiming it. Fuck it. We're claiming it. That's our stat now. Net runs. And if you look at it and compare it to war, it kind of aligns with the war stat, too. Like, it tells you who's more valuable. Um, 
So, yeah. So, anyway, Freddie Freeman leads everybody this week. Last week, it was Fernando Tatis. But Freddie Freeman had a monster week last week. Yeah, Freddie uh, Freeman's quietly having an MVP season. He won't win it. I don't think he's going to win. I think it's going to be Tatis. No. It's Tatis yeah. is to lose. Honestly, uh, I think that – what are the Padres are like six games in a row winning now, I think? Yeah, they're, they're two like and a half games out of first place in the West. We all left. And they're going to face off against the Dodgers in a three-game set. If they sweep the Dodgers, they're going to have first place to themselves. We all laughed at uh, Machado for signing that deal, taking the money. But think about this really quick. The Chicago White – it's insane, the comparisons. The Chicago White Sox, hottest team in the American League. Sa- uh, the San Diego Padres, hottest team in the National League. They're both 25-5 and five in their last 30 games. Those are the two teams that Manny Machado was deciding between. Remember, it was between the Chicago White Sox and the San Diego Padres. Because, because the White Sox got his brother-in-law or his, yeah. his cousin. Whatever. Right. And, um, and they're, they're within striking distance of first place in the, in, the, in the NL. And quite frankly, I think the Dodgers are still the best team in baseball. Same. But the, the Padres just look dynamic right now. I, I don't know if they have as good of a pitching staff as, as the Dodgers do, and I think that's what matters in the postseason. But they're a dynamic offense. You have Will Myers as a fucking beast this year again. I don't know how that happened. Oh, my God. After, after, <laughs> I, after that guy was just finding, trying to find a home in our fantasy league last year. Uh, you have Cronenworth. You have, you know, Eric Hosmer is finally embracing launch angle. I know he's hurt right now, but he's hitting more home runs. He's, he has, he's having a resurgent season. Yep. Um, Chris Paddock is giving up a lot of home runs, but he's having a good year. I don't know. They have Clevenger now. They have a, you know, that's a decent one-two punch right there. Clevenger, Paddock. Um, Matter, that, that has to be the the move of the year, Clevenger to, to the Padres. If they, if they win it this year, that's, that's one of the biggest moves. Um, and both those teams are just built around a young, a young core, too. So that, that's very interesting. They're going to be good for a long time, those two teams. Well, we think. What about it? We think they're going to be good I, for a long time. I mean, time. I, I just feel I like know, we, we, fall, we fall in love with these young teams that dominate. It's a short season. I honestly don't yeah. know. I can't say without a doubt that the outcome would have been the same if there was a 162-game schedule. Honestly, we don't know. I think the Dodgers are a solid team all around, especially with Mookie Betts. But with the, even with the Padres and the White Sox, I didn't think the White Sox – I mean, I thought the White Sox were going to be okay. I didn't think they'd be number one seed Me neither. in their division okay. So – Either they're ahead of schedule and that's valid, or they're the hot team at the moment when the season is only like two months long. And who knows yeah. what what who knows? No, you're right. I, I think I think you're it's easy to get ahead of ourselves in a 60 game season. Um and we have to stop. I have to stop now and think like if this was 162 games, is it feasible that these two teams could get hot in a 60 game stretch? And they could get hot. It's possible for a team to get hot in a 60-game stretch. But what would happen with the remaining 100 games if it was a regular season? Could they stay hot like this for the, yeah. for the rest of the way? Mm-hmm. And that's, that remains to be seen. So thanks for, thanks for bringing me back down to earth, man. That's thanks what I for do, man. shitting on my parade. Um, that is what I do. Let's go to the National League really quick. We just spoke about the Dodgers and the Pods. The Dodgers and the Padres own the one and four seeds. That they could swap if... If there's a sweep, I don't know if that's going to happen. But mm-hmm. the two seed are the Atlanta Braves, uh, the three seed, and they would face off against the Phillies of the season ended today, who are the seven seed. The third seed are the Cubs, who would face off against the Cardinals of the season ended today. What a matchup! 
four seed is the Padres versus the Marlins, who are the fifth seed. And you have the Giants, who are the only NL team with a sub-500 record. They're the eighth seed, and they would take off. They would face off against the Los Angeles Dodgers. Hmm. So, I don't know. I, it's random, man. I, I didn't expect – there's a lot of teams I didn't expect to be in the, in the postseason hunt this year. Uh, I didn't think the White Sox were going to be there, and they're the one seed. Um, I for sure didn't. I'm more. I'm more shocked that the Giants are still in the conversation, man. And the me Marlins. too, man. <laughs> but again, the Marlins still have to make up a lot of games, right? They're but, so they're 23 and 21. So they've played 45, 44 games. They have 16 games left. I gotta okay. say, Major League Baseball's done a pretty, a pretty good job at. I can't believe I'm getting them giving them credit for this right now, but they've done a pretty good job at, at trying to to weather the storm here because the Cardinals and the Marlins missed a lot of games because of COVID. The Cardinals have already played 40 games. I know they, that they have a lot of games to play over the next two weeks. They have 20 games left and there's only two weeks left of baseball. So that's a lot, but that they, that they've made up that much time already that they're 20 and 20, they played 40 games a season when they miss like the first two weeks of the season or three weeks or whatever, yep. I think is impressive. Um, yep. So you, you got to give credit where credit is due. Yeah, no, um, even with that being said, though, I mean, the Marlins being the fifth seed, yeah, the Giants being the eighth seed. Uh, how how are the Rockies, man? Are the Rockies still within striking distance to grab the eighth seed, or are they pretty much done? The Rockies have fallen off. They're twenty one and twenty five. They're still one game behind the the Giants in the loss column, but I don't know. I don't know about the team. The team that shocked me is the Cincinnati Reds. Yeah, you Central. had them. You had them uh, winning. That I had division. them going. Yeah, I believe uh, you win the division is what I believe you said originally. Or? Yeah. And Sunny Gray started the season hot and then fucked me, my fantasy team. I'm using an F word, Bleacher Report. <laughs> deal with it. Um, fucked me big time. The last two starts when I needed him most. Um, now he's on the IL. Doesn't matter because I'm not in the postseason anymore. Enough about me though. But Trevor Bauer, my God, man, Trevor Bauer, hottest free agent probably. And and they improved their offense. They got Nicholas Castellanos, who was on, who was a beast to start the season. You know, Joey Votto's there, Mike Mustakas. You you have a, a good offense. I don't know why that team isn't doing better than than the record says they are. The Rockies are one game behind the Giants in the loss column, so I yeah. wouldn't rule them out just yet. It's just crazy that these teams under five hundred didn't we have a didn't we record an episode last year where we were talking about teams under 500 making it to the playoffs and that I wasn't okay with it. Or I don't remember what my take was on it, but just looking at this, I'm still kind of not okay with it. Yeah. Like, how bad some of these teams are. Yeah. The giants are the only team currently and the Astros, the giants and the NL are the only team with a sub 500 record that would be in the postseason. And in the AL it's the Astros. But can, um, we, agree, can we agree that a team that's above 500 is at least like the what is it? It's like the the one thing to start the conversation of you being a good team. Yeah. At least. Like, if, if get to five, be, be a 500 and above team, you can start the conversation that your team is a good team. And I'm not okay with these teams being rewarded going into the playoffs, man. If the Red Sox can't make it, they shouldn't make it. Oh, my God. Anyway, um, the NL to me looks like an easier path. If you're, if, like, if you're the Dodgers, I feel like you're afraid of the – 
the Padres, and then the Atlanta Braves. I don't know what the fuck is going on in the last two weeks, but I feel like every one of their players has has a three home run game. Adam Duvall yeah. did it. Freddie did Freeman do it? I don't remember. Uh, no, but he's he's had I think a he had a two home run game. One of them was so, a grand slam, I believe. So you, ha- I know that Acuna did it. Uh, Marcelo Suna did it. Adam Duvall uh, did it twice. Adam Duvall did it twice. I think he did. I'll, I'll I'll check that real quick. And then there was a graphic during the Braves game yesterday about the highest OPSs in the last thirty games or something, and four out of the top five players are Atlanta Braves players. Like their offense is is out of this world. Um, so I'm afraid of of the Braves, but I feel like the top dogs are the Dodgers and the Padres in the NL. Then when you jump to the to the American League, I feel like even though the Astros are 23 and 24, apparently Verlander is going to be ready for the postseason. If he comes back, that's a tough eight seed right there. Like if if you're if you're the Chicago White Sox and you have to face off against Zach Greinke and Justin Verlander in that first three game series there, that's that's going to be a tough task, I think. Yeah, uh, just real quick. Adam Duvall had, on September 2nd, three home runs. September 9th, three home runs in a game. Crazy. Nine RBIs in that second game. So this guy basically jumped from, like, who knows where in the home run uh, leaderboard to what's the number one guy in uh, – is it still Tati's in, in the National League? Adam Duvall has 14. I'm I know in the American sure. League – I know in the American League it's uh, it's it's 16. But Adam Duvall is obviously like probably in the top five now after you not, have not being in the top ten. Tatis is 15, yeah. And Marcelo Suna, 14. Duvall, 14. Um, crazy. Mookie Betts, 15. Mookie Betts, man. Wow. Mookie. Getting a jersey. I don't care. You should, man. I might. I will. I love Mookie. He's one of my favorite players, but I just couldn't embrace it because he was a Red Sox. Now I can. Now I can. Thank you, Mookie. Um... Where was I? Want to talk more about the Red Sox? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Nah, I'm good. But playoff picture. Like, in the, the American League, I feel like is a tougher, a tougher road to the World Series because even though the Cleveland Indians are, are kind of falling apart a little bit, once it gets, again, pitching, run, pitching, the postseason is all about pitching. Once you get to the postseason, you're going to have to get through uh, Shane Bieber, a Carlos Carrasco, a McKenzie, a Plezak, one of – they're all really good pitchers for a staff. Um, they might have the best pitching rotation in the American League, actually. Yep. Um, then you have the, the Tampa Bay Rays, who are pesky as fuck. I don't know if you saw this, but last week, they put out an all-lefty lineup. Did you see that? Yeah. No, I didn't see it, but I, I'm imagining it in my brain. It never happened before. All-lefty lineup, lefty starter. Ever. Ever. It's never happened before. And it's it, no switch hitters, tr- like pure lefties. It's never happened before. Wow. One through nine, all lefties. How did that work out? They won. They killed the Red Sox. <laughs> but then again, it's the Red Sox. Um, but they're just a, such a pesky team. The Blue Jays, I, I don't want to like, sh- I don't want to shit on them, but I still don't believe in them that much. I don't know. Me neither. I'm looking at the standings right now. They'd be the fifth seed today. They have no pitching. So they have, they have Ryu and um, who else is in their rotation now? Uh, Tejon Walker. Tejon Walker. Who's who's has not looked. He has not looked great. Yeah. So um, 
I want to believe that the Blue Jays can make some noise, but based off what the playoff pictures looks looks like today, I'd like to see the Twins advance, the White Sox, obviously, for reasons that I don't need to mention here. Yeah, the, so Blue Jays' starting rotation is Ryu, Tanner Roark, Chase Anderson, Taiwan Walker, and Robbie Ray. I forgot they yeah. got Robbie Ray. I forgot about that as well. Um, in the central, the the White Sox. What's the Lucas Giolito? What Lucas are the Giolito. starters they have? Uh, Dallas Keuchel, but he's currently on the DL IL. I think. I think he's coming back. Yeah, he'll be back. Um, they have Gio, and and Gio, Dylan Cease. Gio Gonzalez is on the Gio, Gio Gonzalez is on the uh, White Sox too, I believe. Currently, he's listed as a bullpen arm. Wow. So, yeah, but that offense, yes, Mining Grandal, Jose Abreu, Luis hey. Robert is a real deal. Tim Anderson, can we give some love to Tim Anderson, people? Like, I love Tim Anderson. Yoan um, Mankata, who's been dealing with, who had COVID and is saying that he still feel he doesn't feel the same since he had COVID. So, for those so, deniers out there. So, keep keep your pants on, but, oh, I'm sorry, let, let me let you finish that, that thought. Eloy Jimenez, the offense up and down is... Is a juggernaut. Nomar Mazzara, I know that he's not looked upon as a big a big name, but he, if he gets on a hot streak, he's he's as good as anybody could be. Edwin Encarnacion, I mean, this team is is stacked. Perfect lineup for a Yankees pitching staff whose best pitcher gives up the most home runs in baseball. That's scary. To me, see, right there, that scares me because you're right. Because I'm not afraid of Garrett Cole. I feel like Garrett Cole could do his business. You saw what he did in his last start. But like you said, he does give up a lot of home runs. So I said it last year when people were, you know, getting boners over Justin Verlander and he was leading the league in home runs given up. And you saw what is his what happened to him in the postseason. The home run killed him. He was yeah. atrocious in the postseason. So don't be too confident if you're a Yankee fan like I like I was right there. But um, that might be the worst matchup you could possibly have. If you're the Yankees, you want to get out of that 18 because I don't want to face the White Sox. They, may, they might be the only team. Them and the Rays might be the only two teams that I want to stay away from in the American League in kind a three-game series. I'm kind of upset the Nationals aren't in the hunt because I, 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 want, to keep, I want to keep seeing Juan Soto, man, in, in, the, in the playoffs. Just watching he, leads, he leads baseball in OPS, by the way. Juan Soto. Oh, man. Uh, and I don't, know if you, I don't know if you saw this. We're all over the place in this episode. Fuck yeah. It. Go for it. Um, I don't know if you saw this, but Juan Soto and Fernando Tatis were in ESPN the top two uh, most exciting players in baseball right now. And those are the top two guys that we keep talking about on this podcast. How do they how do they determine this? So they I can't find pull, the piece now. It was last pull, week. Did they pull Twitter? Maybe? Probably. Well, here's the thing, Manny. Keep your pants on, but uh, Baseball Savant okay. released a outs above average stat for 2020. Guess uh-huh. who is number one? Unless you already saw this since you're subscribed to all these random ass stats, but no. Guess. Just take a guess who's Juan number. Soto? No. <laughs> all right, oh. come on. He's a great hitter, but I don't know about his fielding being that elite. Oh, so a field. So this is a fielding stat. Outs, outs above, outs above average. average. Outs above average. Jackie Bradley Jr. No. Mookie Betts. This would have made more sense when we were talking about the White Sox. It's Luis, Luis Robert. Wow, no way. Yeah. I meant to bring this up when you were talking about the White Sox. We went random off a little bit there, got, gave Soto some love. But, uh, yeah, so it looks Luis like we're only dropping one episode this week because <laughs> there's no way we're going to break this apart. Wow, that's, a, that's crazy, though. I'm yeah, impressed. man. This guy, is, this guy is featured 
future MVP for sure. Can we talk like since we're ran- since we're just randomly throwing shit out there? Go for it, man. Let's talk about Cuba real quick. <laughs> so I understand that that the Dominican Republic, for for the most part, like if you were to rank players by country, um, aside from the U.S., DR probably has the most top talent in baseball i think i don't know i, I, think, I don't i don't have any numbers in front of me i think it's but safe it, to say that dr has the most professionals in the sport like in terms of yeah hispanic uh born right, i would right. say we were probably up there with in terms of who made it to the major leagues yeah so then you have this country in cuba who's been isolated not from the world but from the u.s where, where baseball is the main you know that's where baseball was born it's, it's america's pastime right but every year you get a Cuban player who's out of this world. I mean, takes we just a, talked about whole, by storm. Yeah. And I'm just like, and, and I have a, we have a writer on call to the pen, Yusef Diaz, who's an incredible writer. And um, he, he, he's plugged into the Cuban scene and knows a lot about their players, interviews them, all that stuff. They have a ton of talent in that country. And I'm just like, I, I don't want to be insulting, but how, like, you know what I mean? How like, well, they watch MLB games in DR and in Cuba. Like, like, you know what I mean? You're asking how they have the, this much talent. I'm just like trying to think like, how did baseball become? Well, they're retaining. Oh, how did they be? How did baseball blow up in Cuba? I'm trying to, I don't even know how to word this, but I'm just like, I'm kind of mesmerized that they produce so much insanely good baseball talent out of Cuba. And that's not, nothing to say. I'm not trying to say something negative about Cuba. It's just because of the embargo and because the U.S. and Cuba had that had the relationship for such a long time. Um, I'm, imp- I'm just I'm imp- if anything, I'm impressed by it. Um, I'm still. Um, so Jose Abreu is Cuban. Cuban, yes. Will we say he's the top Cuban talent that has been able to sustain? A, leng- a lengthier career than a lot of these guys that burst into the scene like Puig and you know we can we say Jose Abreu is right now like the standard of what a great Cuban born player should be since he's done it for probably. what like six seven seasons already probably yeah I think he's I'm looking right now on baseball reference um currently right now in the history of baseball 218 Cuban players have played MLB baseball He's played seven seasons. He's already a top 20 player. He's super consistent yeah. so far in his career, too. You know, and I'm, I'm talking Rafi Palmero. I don't know. Was he born? I think he was born in Cuba. Well, yeah, because I'm looking at it here. You have Tony Perez, Louis Tiant, who's a legend. I don't know how he's not in the Hall of Fame. Jose Canseco was born in Cuba. Livan Hernandez, El Duque. Um, you have... I was going to say Yasiel Puig. He's up there on the list. Yasmani yeah, was, Grandal was born in, in Cuba. Araldis Chapman, Jose Fernandez. Um, yeah, I was thinking of more. Yeah, I was thinking more like in terms of like the more recent burst of Cuban talent. Jose mm-hmm. Abreu is is the one that's been doing it the most consistently. It's in other words, you got a guy like Puig, or maybe even like Jorge Soler. Mm-hmm. Who, yes, my Yoenis uh, uh, Cespedes. I know injury prone yeah but. like see that's what i'm talking about like Jonas assessment is at one point was taking the league by storm he had the cannon he was hitting home runs and everything now you don't really want to be the guy to to be on that assessment is nah. wagon so shout out to jose abreu i don't know where i was going with this 
<laughs> and then you have guys like 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 Guriel in in Houston, who he's not uh, he's not Jose Abreu or any of these really top Cuban players, but he's like one of these super consistent. You have to be afraid of this guy when he comes up to the plate. Like even Guriel, play- even Guriel on the on the Blue Jays, yeah, is having a pretty good season. I feel like if you, I guess what I'm trying to say is, is that yes, the DR has probably the top talent in in Latin America, baseball talent. But I feel like if you compare exports out of DR and exports out of Cuba, I feel like like the percentage, the the success rate is probably higher in Cuba. And I know that there's probably more Dominican players in baseball. Yeah. So that kind of skews it a little bit. But I feel like when I'm looking at this list, there's very few players on this list that I that I feel like are bus. Whereas if I do this birthplace by Dominican Republic, I'm Dominican by the way, so I'm not I'm not trying to shit on my people. But I feel like I I feel like there would be a lot of players on that list that weren't that good. You know what I mean? Well, it could it could be that the Cuban players that come here are the top talent in Cuba, yeah. whereas the Dominican players that come here could be like unrefined talent that still have to, you know, go through the system. And maybe maybe they're a 95 mile power hurler, but they don't really know how to pitch. I feel like those guys in Cuba are more refined by the time they get here. That could be the case as well. Um, it could also be that if you're going to take the chance to leave Cuba to come to the U.S., because you have to jump jump through a lot of hurdles to do that that you're probably going to be a guy who's going to make it like like a the equivalent of who's a who's a shitty dominican player i'm trying to think off the top of my head a shitty dominican player <laughs> yeah that's probably a bad way to phrase I it but you, i don't know why luis Severino comes to mind like a, you just had to go there i don't know that just me though like what if you're talking about shitty? a bus what did, who come on let's be real here just stop playing around like luis a real if you name, <laughs> name one Dominican player less than Luis Severino, and well, let's start. He's the bar right now. You got to You got to be a less of a talent than him. But he's he is talented. Come on, he's like ta- don't- yeah, he's ta- he's in the majors. Freaking uh, God, I'm trying to think. Um, there has to be what's this guy? The guy that was on the Yankees bullpen a couple years ago got Dominican traded guy? to no, got traded to the. Uh, to to the Blue Jays. Oh, Chasen Shreve? Not Tyler him. Tyler Clippard? Tyler Clippard. Tyler Clippard's a talented guy, but I think he's trash. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> I hope you're not listening uh, to me. We'd love to have you on our show. Let's think. Uh, Dominican players. I'm Luis Arreno the first one who came to mind. I'm not saying he sucks. I'm just saying, like, we're talking I'm, I'm, about... I'm going to take you... I'm going to take you out of the equation here because you just want to shit on the Yankees. Just... But well, I'm, I'm, I'm looking still at, waiting to... I'm going to give you one right now. Chill. Jesus Christ. Oh my God. Hold on. Gary Sanchez. I mean, let's go. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, if you want to talk about a bus, like I'm kidding. Wow, what an Here asshole. We Here we go. Um, how about uh, you talking about current, right? Yeah, yeah. Hold on, hold on, man. Damn, we got Willie Adams, who's solid for the Rays, but you could. Yeah, I don't think he sucks. It. You don't think uh, he sucks? I, uh, what about this uh, relief pitcher that was on the Mets, Robles? We, Robles kind of sucks. Okay, let's go Robles. Fuck Is he? And I'm, he's a minute, right? Throughout all of this, I'm already, I already lost my train of thought. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, Wait, okay. but so, so like Robles is 
Robles is uh, Dominican, right? Like we know. Okay, that. so like, let's say Robles. I got it. I'm I'm back now. Let's say Robles was Cuban. Would a guy and let's say Robles and let's let's throw out Pedro Martinez. Let's say that they played in the same era, right? And let's say they're Cuban, not Dominican. It would make sense for for Pedro Martinez to try to escape Cuba and risk his life because he he has the talent. So if he makes it to MLB, he's gonna strike gold. He's gonna make millions of dollars. He's going to be fine. Whereas Robles, he could take that chance. And then just to come to the U.S. and it'd be like that movie Pelotero where, where he makes it to the big leagues and then he just ends up like playing in some Sunday league might, or some shit. Yeah, he might give up before he ever even gets on that. He might, he might take all this risk paying these, uh, these uh, what are they called, buscones and all this stuff, all this money um, and not pan out and end up being in debt and having being in the U.S., which I, I understand he'll have more opportunities and stuff here, but he could be poor, destitute. You know what I mean? Like almost yeah. impossible to survive. So I get it. If you're going to leave Cuba, you probably have enough talent where you're going to strike. You're going to be good in Major League Baseball. But I guess, I don't know. I don't even know where yeah. I'm going with this. It's just I impressive know, to me. I heard where you were going. By the way, the Oscar Hernandez is having one hell of a season this year. Injured, man. Injured. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I hear what you're saying. I think, I think we're saying the same thing. Like, I don't know how the whole process works compared to DR and cuba but i feel like in dr you got basically a bunch of trainers they're putting mm-hmm. these kids in front of scouts they're showing these raw talented guys like anybody that could throw the ball over 95 anybody that could hit the ball over 400 feet i don't care if you could hit a curveball or not we just know that you can hit good so we'll, we can work with you we'll sign you to a minor league deal or a contract or whatever and you will make your way up through the through the system whereas the cuban players i think all of that weeding out process is already done by the time they get here which could be yeah. why we have these like juggernaut players that are like five tools to start um luis robert for christ's sake his yeah. first his first season here that's it you know what i mean he's yeah, he's, he's, he's out, a beast yeah. um but i mean think about like the, the yasiel puig situation what he went through to get to the united states and he's, he is, I know people want to shit on Yasiel Puig, but he's a top talent, I would say, in baseball. Yes. He should be on a baseball um, team. He should be on a baseball team. And I think COVID prevented that from happening because he, he ended up testing positive for COVID. Hmm. But um, he risked his life, literally, to get to the U.S. Um, you could read articles about it and all that stuff. Just Google it. But that, that's what I'm trying to say. You're, you're not going to take that risk if you're Luis Robles. You know what I'm saying? Not to shit on Luis Robles. It's just the one guy that we could think of right now. So no offense to you, buddy. Let's say Tyler Clippard. Tyler Clippard is a Cuban guy. Tyler Clippard is not going to take that chance if he's, you know, if, if he's not sure he's going to pan out 100% in the U.S. Damn, man. We, took, we steered this ship, like, all over the place today, man. Just a quick, quick correction. It's a Hansel Robles, not Luis Robles. Ah, Hansel, yeah. Hansel, Hansel, Hansel. Hansel. <laughs> That's all, that Hansel's so hot right now. <laughs> that Hansel. <laughs> um, really Ooh, quick. God, ERA 11.2. Hansel Oof. Robles. Get I a clue, man. Find, a, find another profession. Yeah, wow. Offensive. Uh, yeah, but yes, I, before I uh, shut down your Oscar Hernandez praise he is on the il but yes he's he was having a monster season this year and one of the reasons why i want to seriously consider your theory about the air in buffalo because some of the home runs this guy was hitting when he was healthy were out of this world yep out of this world but i mean i look i looked at what the i looked at what the 
altitude was in that Buffalo field. And it's not that much different from other fields in the major leagues. Like it's not, mm. it's nothing close to, to like the Rockies or anything, you know? So, but you never know if there's like a, a, a jet stream that flies like right through center field or something, you know, you mm-hmm. never know. It's and that stadium just, is not just it's, about altitude. It's like a minor league stadium too. So that outfield goes into the streets essentially like there's yeah. no there's nothing to block the air you're right there's a stream yeah. going through it might there carry be, the ball there could be a jet stream there yeah man we we can get we can get very scientific here why don't we take a trip up to buffalo with a what kind I of so would you down. use and just you know do one of these I'll get, but yeah I'll just, <laughs> i was just about to do that i'm down man. Um, i'll I'm be down. accepted there uh you would fraud uh, so I just read a story on Bleacher Report, love Bleacher Report, by the way, but that baseball is not going to allow celebrations with alcohol after clinching, you know, a postseason, uh, a postseason birth, or I guess throughout the postseason, no alcohol. And I don't, I'm kind of confused by, by this rule. It's not that big of a deal. I get it. You can control yourself, not drink for, for once, but what's the point? I don't Maybe- kind of. Confused. Maybe there hasn't been any good imported champagne since the COVID <laughs> shutdown or something. Do they, and they don't want. Do they, they don't want to. They bottle up COVID maybe inside of champagne bottles. And when you when you pop it, the COVID I, just. I don't know, man. But good luck trying to keep alcohol out of these some of these players. And speaking of speaking of the postseason, we can we can touch on the whole alcohol excluded. Like, don't you can't celebrate with alcohol and stuff. Um, speaking of that. There's going to be how many series to get to the World Series? So if you go to WTTSPod.com, or if you want to just go through Bleacher Report. No, um, I'm, I'm, I'm on it. I just kind of wanted you to answer, give you, give you some airtime. But Oh, okay. More. <laughs> there's go, so you, just, you, you're going to have to go through, <laughs> through a best of, best of three series first. And one, that's going to take place in. So let's say the, white, let's say that the, the postseason ended today. It's the White Sox versus the Yankees. The Yankees would have to go to Chicago to play the White Sox for three games. There's no traveling back to New York. All the games take place in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And then after that, um, you enter the ALDS. And then the ALCS and then the World Series. So the, the only difference this postseason from other postseasons is that initial three-game series can um, we, for round one. Okay, can we agree that there should be no ecstatic champagne popping celebration. It's going to happen, the, man. But just, can we both, uh, do we both agree that that's just cheesy to celebrate? It's cheesy, you, but we've, we've seen since the wild card, the second wild card was introduced. People are celebrating making the second wild card. The Yankees yeah. did, I think a couple years back. In a 162 um, game season. Yeah. Yeah. So I it's going to happen. I can almost get on board with that. I don't think you should celebrate the three-game series victory. I don't think you should celebrate winning the ALDS. Or let me rephrase that. I would, I actually would celebrate going to the ALCS and NLCS, and then obviously celebrate going to the World Series. Mm-hmm. But just just because there's going to be a celebration at the end of the World Series, anyways, I mean, celebrate that. I think the the one that we can all agree is is worth it is celebrating winning the American League or National League Championship Series, and then the last World Series. Uh, victory. Everything See, before I, that, man, it's just it's just noise. I don't know because a three game series is anybody's series. So what if, what if? And again, let's look, I, at, I, let's, look I, let's look at the NL. What if what if the 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 Giants upset the Dodgers in a three game series? You don't think they're going to celebrate? 
No, no. It's, I feel like I had to reword what I said. Celebrate. Go ahead. Go for it. Celebrate. Put the goggles on and hand out T-shirts and pop champagne. No, <laughs> fuck that. Like, don't waste that shit. Take take one. Take your take your champagne home and pop it out your house, man. I don't want to see this fucking okay. Nothing of a celebration like with like like it's the Olympics and I don't know. <laughs> I don't even well, know the gonna... Olympics. The Olympics even celebrate like that. I don't know. It's but not gonna don't happen because don't celebrate it the way that you celebrate ALCS's championship series and World Series. Don't stop. Well, all right. Well, it's not gonna happen because there's no uh, there's no alcohol allowed. So they they might pop uh, seltzer, seltzer bottles, um, Coca Cola bottles, something like that. Throw some Mentos in a Diet Coke and. But what? So this is what I don't understand. You know that they're gonna have alcohol. If you're telling me, if I was a Major League Baseball player, I'm going to tell you this right now. If I, Manuel Gomez, I have no middle name. My parents didn't want to waste time with a middle name for me. Irrelevant. Not that important. Um, whereas my co-host here goes by his first and middle name. Also irrelevant. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to sneak in alcohol. I'm going to have it in, a, in, a, in one of those coffee mugs. I'm going to have it. Depending on what state I'm in, I'm seeking more than alcohol, man. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. I don't. It's just so stupid. And it's like you're with these guys for an entire season. You're exposed to each other on the field. You're exposed to each other in the clubhouse. They're spitting. They're licking their hands. They're breaking COVID rules left and right. Nobody yeah. says anything. And you're going to just ban- – like, it just doesn't make any sense. Now, I would understand saying – you can't pull a, a Max Scherzer and show up at a local bar and party with a bunch of random people. Yes, fine. I get that. But to yep. celebrate with your teammates who you've been with for 60 games, I, that doesn't make sense to me. If anything, MLB should jump ahead, stop people from bringing in alcohol from outside and be like, we'll supply you all the alcohol you need. It just has to take place in this room. That's it. We we control the cameras. You guys will have your privacy and whatever. And you know I got to just go back to what I said before. It's not that I have a problem with the celebration and the goggles and everything. I think I have a problem with it being a big deal. Like, I don't want to see it. I don't care for it. Do whatever you want behind <laughs> your, your clubhouse doors. But let's stop You're pretending. Like an old man. Let's stop pretending like you won something. You know, that's, that's the point. The championship series, I get it. The World Series, obviously, I get it. The three-game series to get to the ALDS. Eh, celebrate, so bro. Save. save Save the goggles. So leave boring. The, leave, leave the goggles at home. I don't. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> that shit burns in your eyes. It's like it's like in the NFL. Andy Reid with the face shield. For me, that's more of a show than it than it is real protection. You're with these guys. You're already with them. You know what I mean. So why are you wearing the the face shield? Same thing with the NBA. They're in a bubble, and when a reporter interviews a player. They're holding a boom mic, and the player's standing like 10 feet away. It looks weird. Have you seen this? Yeah, it's, it's awkward. You're in the bubble. You're with each other. The reporters are getting tested just like you are. You know and, what I mean? Like, and, we're not, and we're not trying to play down the COVID no, virus. I'm not. And we're not trying to play da- – we, like, we know how serious it was and it is, still is. But you're right. Like in the, in the NBA bubble, it's just a freaking awkward sight, the, like how they took it. 10 steps ahead. They, they went 10 steps above and beyond to make sure that and, they're... And by the way, it's worked. Social- it's worked. They haven't canceled any games or anything, but I feel like you've taken the precautions 
Yeah. But then on top of those precautions, you're doing these things that to me are more for show. It's not like real. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, Take- like how, how they have like the, the scoring people behind glass in, in, uh, inside of yeah. the bubble. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like those guys are in the bubble. They're not allowed to go home. They're in the bubble. I, 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 uh, I think it was the Bill Simmons podcast. I'm not sure who it was, but the, he interviewed a reporter and the reporters go to the bubble. They quarantine for two weeks. I think it is. And they get tested just like the players do. They, they go through the same motions as the players do. So then why are you holding a boom microphone to interview a player? Like you're both in there. You both tested negative. That's why you're there. Just so take that. I don't know. Take the take the uh, halftime show with Charles Barkley, Kenny Smith, and uh, Shaq, and and the other guy. Yeah, I always they're forget sitting their name. that far apart from each other. No, no, they're they're in the same desk, and then they have a glass partition between them. Yeah. I'm like, what's the, what's the point of that? And then watching the NFL games yesterday, the the show that they do on CBS, these guys were sitting like in st- stools, like six feet apart. I'm like, all right. We get it. You guys are practicing social distance, but I'm pretty sure all you guys know you don't have the virus. Yeah. And this is unnecessary. Like, It's like the, the Joe Rogan podcast. He, he tests his guests because he does his interviews in person. But that once he gets the, the test is done, he's not putting up a big partition between him and the guest because you just tested yourselves. You're, you're COVID negative. I just don't get it. Um, I, pre- I appreciate the sentiment because in this country it's become political to wear masks, which is stupid. So yeah. I appreciate the sentiment, but we're not, stu- we're not dumb. Like I, I understand. Yeah. I, I, you're in a bubble. Why are you still fucking doing this? The, shit? the NBA one is more annoying than the other one, <clears throat> but you're, you're absolutely right, man. Yeah. Um, in baseball, I could, I could understand it a little more like the umpire is wearing a mask or whatever, because they're not in a bubble. Um, I don't know how often they're being tested, they're shouting shit, so the droplets are going everywhere. You know there's what I al- mean? There's already been there's already been several breakouts, and mm-hmm. you're right. There, there's rules in place, but they're still spitting. They're still high fiving. They're still celebrating. Right. No hitters. What I don't, what I don't understand is why the manager has to wear a mask because he's like his team. Why is DJ Lemayhu chewing tobacco? He has a big wad of tobacco in his mouth, standing next to. Uh, let's say Gio Urshela without a mask, and they're in between Aaron Boone, who does have a mask. He's a. Do you think that when he's in the clubhouse, he has that mask on? He's probably he's probably chilling with his with his team. You know what I mean? Like it's funny how Clint Frazier is like the only player where he wears it <laughs> the like whole the, time. He's like he's one of the youngest guys, and everybody's just like not wearing a mask. Like hey, fuck you, Clint. Like we don't care. <laughs> I don't know. I just think it's it's for me. It's for show. Um, it is, it is, man. It's for, it's for show. It's for show. Um, and by the way, I sound like I'm, I'm an anti-masker. I'm not, I homeschool my daughter. Um, I barely go out. If I do go out, I'm wearing a mask. Um, I'm very worried about this whole situation, but if you're handling it properly, like the NBA is, and everybody knows the NBA is, why are you going through the motions? Like just Proceed accordingly. Make things as, if anything, I would feel better if I could see them acting kind of normal because I would be like, oh, wow, look, a sense of normalcy. Like, that's what I want to be. That's, that's what I want to achieve at some point. I miss the real world already. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I just brought us all down. Um, it's all right, man. What else we got for today, man? Albert Pujols ties Willie Mays. Let's go. 
for what is it 660th home run what is that fifth all time or something i don't know i'm a baseball fan pretty sure it's on bleacher report somewhere either either tied willie mays or passed willie mays i'm gonna say i'm gonna say he passed him 660 i think that's tied for willie mays what a number will pools reach 700 before it's over 40 left he ties willie mays yes he will i believe he will okay 40 left how many games do the Cardinals have left? Uh, he's not in the Cardinals. Wow. What just happened there? Probably has like 15 games left with the, with the Angels this season, and then he has next season. You think he could hit 40 home runs? in? Let's say he plays 130 games. Will he hit 40? I believe Pujols will get to 700. He is definitely not. Passing Hank Aaron or or Barry Bonds. If I were Pujols, I'm not gonna lie. At this point, you've had like a good ten year stretch where you're not you're not Albert Pujols anymore. You have one year left in your deal, about 130 at bats. Let's say conservatively, I'm just swinging for the fences every time I go up there. Especially if the Dodgers aren't really competing. I mean the Angels. Yeah. I'm just trying to hit a home run every time I go up there now. Fuck it. Yeah. I mean you're not gonna. Let's be honest. The Angels aren't winning the World Series this year or next. Only reason I'm saying Pools could do is because Brett Gardner hit like 28 home runs last year, and the balls are juiced. So he only has he only has four home runs this year though. Pools. Pools. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, you know, this is technically May. Okay. For, for Albert Pools. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying, man. Brett Gardner almost hit 30 home runs last year. The balls are juiced. They're more juiced this year. They probably will continue down this path. Uh, next year, global warming is going to take a toll on, on the on the environment, and balls are going to be flying out even easier. Uh, so yeah, I think he can definitely get thirty next year in a full season. Um, I'm going to make us uncomfortable really quick. <clears throat> Something off topic, just because I feel like we don't really have anything else to talk about, and we're about yeah. to sign off. So we might as well make some people uncomfortable here. But in Lancaster, where I live currently, there was an officer-involved shooting, um, like in some other places. And there were mass protests and, uh, you know, property being shattered. Same thing you hear across the country. So I didn't hear about it until this morning. I I read about it, and I saw the video. And I have to say that if I was the cop, I would have done the same thing. I'm just going to flat out say it. The guy was coming after him like a, like this guy looked like a zombie. He was not in his right mind, was wielding a knife in a position where you're going to stab somebody running after the cop. What do you expect the cop to do? And then somebody on Twitter commented on something I wrote saying, like, I, I kind of get why the cop did what he did. And somebody said to me, why the cop couldn't take a couple of slashes of the knife. And I'm just like. We've lost our fucking minds in this country officially. And I just want to say that I'm pro Black Lives Matter. I'm pro. I'm not pro abolishing the police. I think that's stupid. If anything, we need to fund more policing so that there's better training and we can get this shit under control. But we have to stop in this country being so divisive for the sake of being divisive. You have to stop and look at a situation and make determinations based on that. If I'm, I don't own guns, I don't believe in guns. Um, but if I did have a gun and somebody was coming after me with a gun, I mean, with a knife like that, I'd probably shoot. So protect myself. Like, can we fucking you know, stop this shit already? <laughs> you know what I mean? Not, 
I just want to quickly mention that there's rumors that the guy was autistic, might have had some mental issues. Either way, he's coming way, after you, you with a knife. Yeah, either way, you don't know that. Um, and I would just, I would say that I can I can see why a common person would shoot someone for less if you think about it. Yeah. I mean, this guy was running away. I didn't watch the video. I just I'm just reading. The, the cop and, was running away and then the kid was charging him with a knife at full yeah. speed. If you watch the video, it looked like the walking dead. Like the guy was he looked like he was ready to kill. That's what that guy looked like. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and I, again, like, I think I can understand someone being shot for less than a guy coming at you with a knife and me backing up, you know, I think it's understandable. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying that the common person, not even speaking cops, just a common person with a weapon in their hand, how they're going to react when they're, when they feel like they're being attack so it's crazy man i had no idea that there was riots going on in lancaster though like because i was i was in lancaster uh-huh. a couple months ago and what where would you ride there was like no people it wasn't that much of a well, you were my so my town is if you if you wanted to to look at i hope nobody in my town is listening to this but if you want to look at systemic racism i think i i live in the perfect example of a system of 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 systemic racism there's not a cop to be found in my town it's a pretty well-to-do town pretty wealthy um not a cop to be found schools are super well funded and then you go down to lancaster city which is about 10 minutes down the road from us and it's the complete opposite story um there's more hispanic people more people of color uh the community's a bit more run down because the economic situation isn't as good as it is where i live um, there's more, the police presence is way higher there naturally because there's more crime. Um, but anyway, besides the point, the situation that took place, it wasn't an officer reporting Looking, to a scene, yeah. apprehending someone who's resisting arrest and shooting the person. This was a police officer who reported to the scene. A kid runs out of his house with a knife after the cop aggressively and the cop shoots in self-defense while running away. Um, to me, it was almost justified. And if the kid is, is autistic and everything, I feel, I feel bad for that kid because he wasn't in his right state of mind. But what are you supposed to do in that situation? Stop and say, uh, are you autistic before you shoot your gun? Are you autistic? Are you mentally unstable? What do you think that kid is? He, he, he's not going to answer you. He's going to he's that kid was trying to kill somebody that day. That's what it looked like to me. Um, and I, I, almost, I feel bad for that. I feel bad for that cop. I hope that he keeps his job. And I hope that, that people... This reminds me of... Have you ever seen um, that Spike Lee movie, Do the Right Thing? I don't think I watched it beginning to end, but I've definitely caught clips of it. It reminded me of Do the Right Thing because... The whole the whole racial issue in that movie started because one of the customers in the pizzeria didn't like that Sal's pizzeria didn't have any black people on their wall. And he kind of they started off a riot and the police officers killed a a black male in the streets or whatever. So the people rioted and they destroyed this pizzeria who was owned by an Italian family, a white family. And it doesn't paint a good picture for either side. And it lets you decide like, you know, like it makes it, it throws the question at you. Like, was this justified? Like, how would you have handled the situation? And I, it reminded me of that because this wasn't 
it was black and white, but I feel like people aren't stopping to see the black and white. It's just reactionary now. It's just the anti-maskers are pissed off because you're asking them to wear a mask. They're not thinking, oh, wait, I'm doing this because I don't want to infect you, though you might be okay. You might give it to somebody who might not be okay. It's the same situation. The, the Black Lives Matter movement, the police officer stuff, the, the stuff that's happening with the police in this country, we're not stopping to see, wait a minute, maybe that cop was justified to shoot in that situation. It's just an automatic reaction. Officer killed somebody. It's wrong. Let's riot. Let's destroy communities and businesses. We got to stop this shit already. Like this country needs to stop and just take a breath and and stop reacting over everything. Just, you know, take the situation is not the same as what happened to George Floyd. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, sorry to take it there, but I had to bring it up because I live here and I was surprised that something like that happened near here. Um, I hope we can get out of this, man. Like I'm, I'm kind of scared for our country right now. You know, I think that we will get out of it, but I also think that it it starts with like the individual, like we got to be more responsible we got to hold ourselves accountable. We got to stop letting Twitter and Facebook and Instagram tell us how to like, how to perceive the real world. Right. Yeah. Cause it's not the real world. And I think we also got to remember that all these apps, they, they work to feed you more of what you're into, what you're engaging with. So just stop to think, like if you're someone who was heavy on the riots, but you you were heavy on the peaceful side of it, like you 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 were paying attention more, retweeting, liking certain videos that depicted the peaceful protesters being enticed by cops to be violent. So if you were the someone who was more leaning towards looking at the cops being the ones that were engaging and starting the violence, yeah. then all you're going to see is more examples of that. You're, you're never going to get to the, the other side of it. I'm not saying one side's right. And the other side is wrong. I'm just saying like, do your research. Um, the more that you engage with one thing, I'm a bills fan. The bills won yesterday. I haven't seen one negative post about Josh Allen, you know, his mistakes and stuff. All I'm seeing is people supporting him. So if you're someone who was, watching the the protests and caught a glimpse of some cops being dickheads you're going to get more videos of that you're going to get videos that happened 20 years ago you're going to get something that happened yesterday um and by that point you're you're just you have to you're letting yourself get divided i think you know like i think we got to just call it what it is one one thing is right one thing is wrong there's obviously a gray area but get rid of social media is what i'm saying man you're i mean let's let's, let's stop this shit already i don't think it's social ever gonna happen but maybe twitter will twitter will I'm, I'm saying right now twitter will go down in the next 10 years i'm calling i, I don't know i what i think could happen and maybe should happen and maybe this is too much government intervention or some shit but maybe <clears throat> these social media platforms should continue to exist but maybe the algorithms need to be controlled by a third party entity like it shouldn't be it shouldn't be that you're showing me something because you want me to i understand that it's it's 
the whole idea is to keep me on the app as much as possible and liking shit. So you're going to show me things that I'm likely to react to because you've, yeah. you've taken my likes and you've memorized them and all this shit. But I think that's kind of the problem because I, I remember when all the, these algorithms came into play and your feed started being sorted based on things that they thought you were more interested as opposed to chronological order. Yeah. And I didn't like it at the time. But now my brain is used to it. And I don't even think about that it's not chronological anymore. I'm just looking at what's in front of me. And I feel like we need to just go back to chronological order and stop with these apps that are that their intention is to make me feel a certain way. And I feel like the same thing applies to the news media. Like if I turn on MSNBC, I don't want to hear your opinions on Trump. If I turn on Fox News, I don't want to hear your opinion on Trump. Tell me what's happening and let me decide. That's how it should be. And I feel like now everybody's just invested in like brainwashing you and making you feel a certain way so that you stay and you keep clicking my shit and you come back to me. And it's funny because we're in this business too. We have a website. So we have an incentive. We were celebrating being on Bleacher Report earlier today. We have an incentive to get people on our site because we could potentially make more money if, if you keep coming to our site. We don't make, we barely make anything. So please continue coming back to our site. Yeah. Um, but I think that's the reason why I have steered away from, in our site, trying to be sensational. Like, uh, I could, if I wanted to, write a piece saying, is Mike Trout gay tomorrow? <laughs> and gain a shitload of clicks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no. But I, yeah, no it's it's like, not the right thing to do. You know what I mean? Like, you'd, be, you'd be selling your soul. Exactly. And I and feel like every, everybody's just selling their souls now and they don't give a fuck. Yeah, no, and I, and I wouldn't say that I want, like, the algorithms to be uh, controlled or anything because it, it was inevitable that social media was going to get to this point. And it, and it works better for us because I just think that this political side of it is just a byproduct of something good because I don't mind getting feeds that are strictly baseball-related on Twitter. You know, I don't mind getting let's say i was a, a a cook or something for a restaurant i wouldn't mind getting strictly cook feeds if i'm into cats yeah. i wouldn't mind so i think this whole political stuff is just it's been infiltrated and so like they are, they've infiltrated social media everybody has an opinion you're either going to lean one way or the other it's very rare that somebody in the center has a big voice mm-hmm. because it's it, it's it's the misery behind it it's like people like to hear something bad about trump people like to hear something bad about biden people like to see cops being bad cops not that they like it but it reinforces their what they stand for right right people like seeing a justified cop killing because it, it, it you know it reinforces that they they back the blue or whatever right right it's all fucked up but it's just like it's, i think that's all just a byproduct of something the the good side of of social media which is to keep you in if you want to look at it as the good side, like if you, if you think that it's good that I'm being kept on social media because I love cats so much, I'm just watching all these cat videos, cats being right. cats or whatever. If you think that's a good thing or whatever, I think it's kind of cool that, that there's a more user-friendly way to, to get this stuff in front of you. I think that, that the other side of it is, is what we're dealing with now. Like everybody's just being divided. And I think it, this has also a lot to do with it being the election year or whatever. I think once that part of the next four years is decided, things will optically at least look like they're more, they're more back to normal. My God, man. 
What and what is no? I don't even know what normal is anymore. <laughs> normal, normal is that we can all get together, and honestly, the COVID, COVID, man, we gotta we gotta treat COVID as yeah the next common flu. I guess we gotta get to that point. Not saying that it is the it is the yeah, common flu. I know it should mean. be taken lightly. Mean. I'm saying it needs to be perceived as that, and then I think things will start getting back to normal. God damn, man! Sports, man. Sorry, sports, man. Will, sports will get us out of this. Sports will save us. Yeah. And even even in sports, like I, I heard a, a caller on the Michael K show last week complain because why does he have to watch um why does he have to watch a team take a knee? Or you know what I mean? Yeah. And they were making the point, like, well, then don't watch that part of it. Just skip that part. You know what I'm saying? But protests and sports have been there, have been around all all along. I read a story on the nation yesterday about Tom Seaver being an anti-Vietnam activist. I had no idea about this. Me neither. And apparently the Mets fans would boo him and shit in the, in the earlier part of his career, even though he was dominant. Um, and he even promised that if they won the World Series, he would put out an ad on the New York Times, an anti-Vietnam War ad in, in the New York Times. And he ended up doing that. And I was like, I had no idea about this. So it's been around forever. You, you have the Giancarlo, I think Esposito is his name, the Giancarlo and Tommy Smith. Giancarlo and Tommy Smith raising a fist in the Olympics. Muhammad Ali refusing to go to Vietnam. It's been around forever. But if you don't like that component of it, you you have the right to not watch it. That's one. Or you have the right to, if you don't want to see them taking a knee, then don't watch the national anthem on TV. You know what? They they start only started doing the national anthem on TV like 20 years ago. It's not like this is something that has always happened in sports. It's a, a new thing and it's turned into this political statement now. And it's just like, then don't make it that. Ignore that part. You know what I'm saying? Go to another room and salute your flag in your own way then. But I don't know. I just think everything is, is there's, there's, everything is a hot button issue now. And every, everything is a reason. A Republican doesn't like a Democrat now just because he's a Democrat and vice versa. A Democrat doesn't like a Republican just because he's a Republican. We're focusing too much on what separates us. When there's so many things that we all have in common, let's focus on those things, man. Like, let's just be decent human beings again. I'm sick of this shit. Legalize weed. Let's all smoke weed. Let's all go somewhere. <laughs> hot box. Hug each other. You know what I mean? <laughs> and be happy. <laughs> I don't know how we got here. I'm sorry. I had to do it. It's because of the. It's because of the. I was. I was shocked to see that the, that there was yeah, Lancaster riots in, in Lancaster. It was the last place I expected to see it happening. And when I saw the video, I was like, what the fuck are we doing here? Like, this cop was protecting himself. Like, Yeah, uh, I guess the one thing, just to make this super random, the one thing we didn't touch on was Alec Mills throwing a no-hitter Yeah, for the Cubs. I don't know. Way to bring it back, man. Way to bring it back. Nah, it was good, man. I, I like talking about stuff like this, especially since because I respect your opinion. You don't give me the same type of, oh, of my uh, God. respect. But it's fine, though, man, because I'm used to this shit. Um, I just, I just want, I'm afraid that people are not looking at all sides of the coin anymore. There's just one side of the coin and that's it. It's because it's social media is doing it for us. They're there. It's only going to give you your opinion. So you are no longer growing as a person. You're no longer expanding your thought. Look, just to give you an example, I, I guess, I, I guess I could say that I was raised in a house that always voted Democrat, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know how conservative 
uh, YouTube got in front of me. I don't know how it got to that point, but it was interesting to see like the other side of the world. And that's not even the other side of the world. That's like what, like one eighth, one eighth of, of politics or yeah. anything like that. And I get all the crazy shit that conservatives, all the, all the, all the stuff that, that people criticize them about. And there are, there are some nutcases on that side, by the way. On all sides. But yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, that's, I think that's what I'm trying to get at. You don't, you don't realize that you are, you're, you're just as gullible and manipulated as conservative people are. Absolutely. Yeah. And it was weird, man. Like, and because of that, you know, I'm not really trying to go down one path or the other anymore. I'm just taking it as it comes because honestly, it's impossible to keep up with everything. But just so you know, like, conservative people share some values that I think every common person shares. They might be of more course. about certain things, but you you really got to like start listening to people because um, they could be fighting for something that your side is no longer fighting for, mm-hmm. or at least not putting it at the at the forefront of their of their you know, of their policy or something. Uh, I'm not trying to say that you should be a conservative or, or that you should be a liberal or liberal or whatever, but you, you social media is going to only give you that point of view at this point. Because yeah, of the I, I saw a video recently of a protest. I can't remember where it was, but these protesters went up to these, the, these two women at a cafe that were sitting outside and they started yelling at one of the women because she wouldn't raise her fist. The other one did, but she wouldn't. And it wasn't that she was against the protest. I think she was caught off guard that like a horde of people came up to them. Yeah. They were like shouting at them and screaming at them. And I'm just like, that's not how you win people over. If you're trying to, to make a point and trying to win people over so they can see your side and hopefully create some sort of change in this country, because there definitely needs to be some sort of change in this country. The way to do it is not to go up to somebody and force them to believe what you believe in. Start making your points. Like, why should we, uh, why should we start changing our policing in this country? You know what I mean? Why should we change our educational system? Why should we vote for Biden instead of Trump? Why should we vote for a Republican congressman instead of a Democratic congressman? Don't fucking come up to me and start. And that's what's happening is you go you go to MSNBC and you have Rachel Maddow shouting at you for supporting Lindsey Graham or whatever. You go to Fox News and you have Sean Hannity telling you you're stupid because you don't support Trump. You know what I'm saying? It's not. These are these are the reasons why. Look, look at these are the points A, B and C. This is what's happening in this country. There's none of that anymore. It's just it's just. You're this, so I'm not with you. You're this, so I'm not with. There's no coming together. Like, yeah, nobody knows how to be an individual anymore. People need to follow a, a crowd. Nobody knows how to be individual anymore, or or rely on their individual values. Like, people forgot how to read fake people on TV because Rachel Maddow. Like, can people not tell that she's bullshitting people? Or what was the other guy that you said? Or Sean Hannity or can Tucker people, Carlson, Carlson, can, Carlson. Can, can people not tell that these people are bullshitting other people? Oh like people forgot how to do that. And it's funny how even that situation that you mentioned with the whole fist raising thing, 
they people could take that and spin it in the light of like see how see how racist the common person is that they wouldn't even raise their fist not knowing that there's still assholes on this planet like myself who will not give someone the benefit of like thinking that they forced me to raise a fist like I personally, I, I could stand for, for whatever cause they're standing for and agree with everything they're saying. But just the sheer fact that they're forcing me to put a fist up. Me too. I won't give them that satisfaction just because, just because like <laughs> nobody makes me do any like that, something like that. Me too. I'm the so same exact like, way. There's an infinite number of reasons why somebody could not raise their fist. And one of them doesn't have to be that they're racist or that they don't support or something. And by like the way, that. she you know, supported like, the movement. She just, it was the same thing. It was, she was, why probably, the fuck yeah. are you coming at me like this? Like chill. Yeah. And I would do the same exact thing that she did. I would be like, no, I'm not yeah. raising my fucking fist. Like get the fuck out of here. It's yeah, COVID. You're shouting in my face. Get the fuck away from me. Like, yeah. I, you know, aren't you the guys who are, I don't know. It's just, all right, let's stop this. Let's stop this here. Sports will save us. I think so. Sports and music. Um, this is probably the longest podcast we've ever recorded. Maybe sports, music, and alcohol, baby. Word, let's do it. And weed. Um, Bleacher Report. We made it. Check us out on Bleacher Report. (laughs) We made it. All right. Follow Luis at Hova Mojo on Twitter. Follow me at Manigo3 on Twitter. Follow the show at WTT the show on Twitter and go to our website, WTTSpod.com. That's it. Peace. Peace.